Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Al Franken podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Hey, everybody. We got a weird one today, you know, for a change. That's because we're talking about QAnon with the number one expert on QAnon, now Washington Post reporter Will Sumner. He used to write for the Daily Beast. He is author of Trust the Plan, QAnon, and the Fear and Loathing of an American Conspiracy Theory. And believe me, if you thought you knew how weird QAnon is, you don't. Yes, you probably know that they think elites drink the blood of children They've kidnapped and molested and often murdered. It's weirder than that. It's much, much weirder than that. That's the least of it, folks. I think the weirdest thing is their ability to believe that stuff is going to happen that doesn't happen when and where and how exactly they've been told it was going to happen. And then accept the lamest excuse for why it either didn't happen or actually did happen. Hillary is in prison, you see, but the Hillary you see out there is a double. Or, or, it is Hillary, and she's wearing an ankle bracelet under her, her pantsuit. You see how, uh, how wide the pant leg is there? It's because she's got an ankle bracelet under the wide pant leg. She is in prison, but they let her out during the day with the ankle bracelet, you see. How many Americans believe in QAnon? This is crazy. If you ask Americans whether they believe in QAnon, about 7% say yeah. But if you ask Americans, do elites, and by elites we're talking about the deep state and rich corporate CEOs and the Hollywood elite, including Tom Hanks and Oprah Winfrey, who also wears pantsuits, and of course Jews, whether elites kidnap kids and drink their blood, you get that up, it's about 15%. 15 to 17% of Americans. Now, Will Summer will tell you all you want to know about QAnon, the storm, that's when President Trump uh, would finally unmask the cabal, the elites, uh, punish its members for their crimes, and restore America to its, its greatness. Now, that obviously hasn't happened, but there's uh, another election coming. Uh, it's coming up in 2024, and, well, you just watch. So we've got, oh, 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 one last thing, uh, the debt ceiling. Oh, that. Um, anybody who tells you that they know what's going to happen um, well, they better be both President Biden and Speaker McCarthy. But remember, all it takes is one House member to call a vote on the Speaker. So I am not feeling great on any of this. If I were Biden, I'd be prepared to invoke the 14th Amendment and hand it to the Supreme Court. Give them two days. Hey, Supreme Court, you're really popular. You can either uphold the 14th Amendment, which is an amendment in the United States Constitution, or send us into default and screw over pretty much every American and pretty much the rest of the world. Well, 
we'll see. In the meantime, a weird one, you know, for oh, uh, one last one, uh, one other last thing. Ron DeSantis announced this week and uh, he can't win. And I'm not saying that Trump is definitely the nominee. Say Trump is convicted uh, three or four times um, of crimes uh, before the primaries. He, he might not win, but DeSantis can't win. And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're going to hear why. Okay, here he is in a diner, and I think this is in, uh, I think it's a diner, and I think it's in New Hampshire. But the, the main thing is he, he uh, says hi to a guy. <laughs> and the guy tells him his name. And then you'll hear uh, what Ron DeSantis uh, tells a prospective voter when the voter, prospective voter, uh, tells him his name. Thank wow. You. Crowded, huh? Uh, good. Yeah, hey, no how are you doing? doing? It smells really good, I'll tell you that. So we'll do it. Okay. How you doing? What's your name? I'm Tim Anson. Okay. He can't win. Well, we have a weird one today. You know, for a change. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me learn real-life conversation in German. For example, let's say you wanted to order soup with your dinner. Die Suppe würde mir auch gefallen. That means the soup. <laughs> that means that means I would also like the soup. And that way, I get soup with dinner. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash franken. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash franken, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash franken. Rules and restrictions may apply. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Uh, Trust the Plan, that's your book, and it's uh, it's on, on QAnon, and which you, uh, you're kind of the first to start covering it, right? Is that right? Yeah, I mean, de- definitely among the, the first journalists to uh, pick it up back in 2017. 2017. And basically, the whole uh, sort of zeitgeist of QAnon is that uh, the deep state, uh, the people in the government uh, and the media, uh, Hollywood elites, uh, the financial sector are, are all a group of uh, uh, Satan worshiping pedophiles who run That's a, correct. a global sex trafficking operation. Yep, th- that's exactly right. And they, they drink children's blood uh, to stay alive. For example, a while ago, I did a, uh, a Passover Seder, and there were a couple of Hollywood elites there, um, former studio heads, uh, actors, writers. And when Elijah came, we gave him a, a glass of uh, adrenochrome. <laughs> now, I don't know if my listeners all know who Elijah is, but Elijah, <laughs> there's a moment in the Seder where an invisible Elijah comes and uh, drinks a, a, a glass of wine, and we spiked it with the adrenochrome, who our host got from the kids he keeps in his basement. <laughs> okay. Now, I want to, there's so many aspects of this I want to go into because. I will say the blood libel thing has some history to it. You talk about what percentage of people are QAnon. 
and what and the polling of this. First of all, you would think, you would think, my listeners would think, I would think that, oh, well, that sounds like one-tenth of one percent of Americans <laughs> uh, who believe that's disturbing that they believe that. And it turns out in polls that what? It's like anywhere from like, I've seen 15, 17 percent sort of agree with that, what I just said. I mean, if you ask people, you know, do you believe in QAnon? They they put it at three to seven percent usually. Okay. Uh, and then when you say, do you think there's a pedophile cabal that you know drinks children's blood? It, it it's in the teens. So yeah, as you said, fifteen, seventeen percent, stuff like that. Well, that's a difference. So so there is a pre-existing <laughs> before QAnon, I think, group that thinks Jews drink the blood of, of children. I mean that that's the blood libel from pretty far back, right? Yeah, it goes back to the Middle Ages, this idea that, that Jewish people were kidnapping these Gentile children and sort of grinding them up and using their blood to make uh, matzah. That's right. Yes. Which is white. I mean, anyone seen matzah? <laughs> oh, they take out the white platelets. They're very clever, the Jews. Okay. So you start... Covering in 17. That's when Q appears. Q, and who we don't know who Q is, right? That's right. I mean, I think there are some pretty good guesses, um, but but we really don't know for sure. I mean, certainly the QAnon believers think it's, you know, Michael Flynn or, or someone really close to Trump. Yeah. Or they did and then they don't. And it, it, there's a lot of movement in this. And there's it's broken up and Q disappears for a while and then hasn't. Ha, when's the last time Q appeared? I think sometime last summer, uh, at, after the 2020 election, Q went away for a while. It sort of seemed like the heat was perhaps on. And we, the guy, Ron Watkins, who's sort of suspected to be behind QAnon, was trying to do his own thing and run for Congress. And so he sort of said, uh, well, you know, QAnon was the friends we made along the way, uh, January 6th. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> you know, and kind of tried to head out. And so Q popped back up a little last year, but, but sort of uh, Q's definitely been a lot, a lot quieter. By the way, your costume. So you go to these, you write about this. So everybody knows Will Summer for Daily Beast is writing all about QAnon and not writing, you know, flattering things. It's, you're writing accurate things, which aren't flattering. And and there's uh, some uh, been some murders in QAnon of people. And you go, you go and you say you wear a disguise and it sounds like a baseball cap and uh, sunglasses, which... That's not a great <laughs> disguise, is it? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they, they typically know me just from my Twitter picture. So, you know, they don't necessarily I, I, I tend to I usually grow out a beard uh, as well oh, for a few oh, weeks. Oh, you don't say that. You don't say that. Oh, well, now I'm <laughs> blowing it for you. Well, I got I got in trouble at this Dallas event because so I had grown out a beard. But unbeknownst to me, another journalist had come and he had shaved his beard. As his disguise. And so he's tweeting like, ha ha, I snuck in and they're looking for a guy with a beard. And so that's how they caught me. Oh, that fucker. <laughs> I know, you got to coordinate. <laughs> you got to coordinate. And then but then I thought they treated you. I mean, they chased you out and uh, all that. But were you you were fearing for your life? It didn't sound like at that time. No, I mean, fortunately, you know, they they had the police who were there just oh, at okay. the event to escort me out. And so, you know, I felt that, you know, there, there were obviously a lot of people yelling at me and what have you. But, you know, it wasn't like uh, they were like, you know, lock the doors, <laughs> get him. OK, so this guy goes on 4chan. And what does he do? I mean, first of all, this is absolute genius in a way. And it's it's genius in a way that I just couldn't fathom how someone could attract this the way he approached it so can you can you explain to me how he lays out this uh, scenario of a storm and it's behind trump and all this stuff and uh, it builds and builds and builds and doesn't peter out when things don't happen <laughs> and, uh what the fuck tell me tell me <laughs> sure so q first appears on 4chan in october 2017 and uh, on the sort of pro-trump section of 4chan mm -hmm. and he says okay here's the deal but but he says it very cryptically so he says you know look at huma hrc to be arrested operation mockingbird this kind of stuff hillary, hillary and uh, huma Ahmed. exactly exactly but but effectively what he says is that hillary will be arrested by the end of the month 
And then there are these more uh, clues. It's October and- 2017, so by the end yes. of uh, October. And when that comes, and, you know, at the time, not that many people really cared. There had been these other kind of fake whistleblower types before uh, that no one really expected this to to take off. But for whatever reason, these other conspiracy theorists say, hey, maybe this Q guy, maybe he works for Trump. And then from there, they sort of wow, lay out the right. clues and, and it builds that worldview. But as I think you're pointing out, I mean, we, we all know now Hillary Clinton is serving her 20 year sentence in Guantanamo Bay. Okay, I mean, so it, it, But it doesn't happen. And so, OK, I went on 4chan. I predicted something would happen. I did it kind of cryptically. It doesn't happen. Well, I guess that's the end of me. Or no, no, no. What? How does he do this? How does he suck people in further and further and further and none of this stuff really happens or maybe you would argue with that because maybe some of it happens i don't know well i mean that's kind of part of the the fascinating psychological aspect of it is that you know q really in its first days it starts with this failed prediction about hillary clinton and what do they do well they don't say oh you know i guess it was fake i guess i shouldn't have believed an anonymous man on the anime forum they say oh well maybe this is the Hillary Clinton we see at, at book events, stuff like this. That's a clone. And real Hillary is in prison. Or, you know, maybe her pants leg, she's wearing a wide pant. Uh, you know, maybe she's covering up an ankle monitor. They, they, they believe this a couple times. In the book, there are a few women who aren't. Oprah Winfrey, is that one that isn't o- arrested? Oprah's one. Yes. Oprah wears pantsuits. Okay. So maybe, <laughs> maybe the Hillary that's going around is not Hillary. Maybe she's in prison. Okay, there's that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. Okay, keep going. So clues keep coming out and they predict it'll be come December 5th. You know, this is going to be the big moment. Everyone get get ready. I mean, all these kind of dates keep being proposed. And they use this to sketch out this worldview where, as you said, I mean, part of it is this idea that the world is run by this cabal of pedophiles and politics and Hollywood. And then the second part is that Donald Trump was recruited by the military to run for office and take on the pedophiles in this moment called the storm. Right. And this is this moment they all get arrested. Exciting. And it's we all live in a (laughs) utopia after that. Yeah. They go up and down uh, the following uh, the queue following. And then uh, I think by the end of the book, you were kind of there. It was a low point because a lot of stuff hadn't happened post the election that was supposed to happen. But I just got to ask you, man, oh, man, what could be better for Trump and, and renewing QAnon conspiracy than this week, this past week, where he gets indicted on stuff that, you know, sure, you can prove it's criminal. I can sure. I'm, uh, but boy, oh, boy, this is this feels like something that QAnon people would go like, aha, they gin this up, boy. This is weak. And they're after him and I'm back. Am I wrong? Am I dead? Did no, I, get I mean, diagnosed you're, it wrong? Did, now yeah. you're thinking like a QAnon believer. This is great. I mean, no, they're, I mean, they're seeing this as kind of the deep state strikes back. I mean, it gives them this sort of martyr aspect to him. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been huge. If you look at the sort of the, the few people who showed up to support him in New York, I mean, it was a ton of QAnon people, people wearing QAnon jackets and saying, oh, I'm Q and all this kind of stuff. It's starting to revive them. And, you know, he's also he's posting on social media. He posts pictures of himself wearing Q buttons and stuff like that. Okay, let me talk about the extent to which he avoided embracing them. You point out that at at some point his advisors just told him, just start saying blah, 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 blah. And uh, just don't wear a Q. Take off your Q. And at the same time, not denying them and only in a Trumpian way. I remember the interview with uh, Savannah Guthrie, where she asked him what he thought about QAnon. And he did the, I don't really know who they are, (laughs) which, uh, of course, was a lie. And then, but he says, well, the only thing I know is they're against pedophilia. Mm -hmm. And perfect, you know, it's like, that's his kind of his genius, like, because anybody watching at home knows nothing about this. Goes, oh, the only thing he knows about this group is that, <laughs> is that they're against pedophilia, and so am I. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going like, okay, uh, he has some genius that he was able to not get too closely associated with QAnon at, le- at least through that election, to the 2020 election. 
but he also knows that they're a big part of his support. And of course, when January 6th happens, there are a lot of QAnon people there. Am I right? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think QAnon was a big factor in January 6th uh, in terms of sort of driving that that rabble. Uh, you know, you maybe have the Proud Boys at the Vanguard or the Oath Keepers, but then sort of the mob was really driven by, I think, in a lot of cases, QAnon. Ashley Babbitt, who was obviously killed by police, she thought that day was going to be the storm. So sort of the big moment. They, they all uh, thought that was a storm, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, and also the woman who was trampled. Yes, Roseanne Boyland. Yeah, she was also a big QAnon believer. I mean, so many, like more than 60 people who've been indicted. uh, And this was as of last year. So I think that number has gone up. Are QAnon believers? I mean, there was a guy who bought a new truck and he said, I don't have to pay for this. You know, someone said, how are you going to afford this? And he said, don't worry, it's on cue. You know, we're about to do the storm and then we won't have any more deaths. And how did that work? Well, it turned out he he, he may not have to pay for it because he's going to prison. Okay, but they may take the truck. Yes. God damn. So they thought that was a day uh, that the storm, that was a storm. And Trump thought it was a day, too, in a way. Uh, And it didn't happen. So did that uh, diminish his support? Uh, I mean, you never know uh, how people will react to these things. Some people will go, oh, well, I'm throwing my hands up. The storm didn't happen today. Other people will go like, that was a hell of a, <laughs> boy, that was something. Uh, and, it, uh, and it almost worked. And he's, by the way, on January 20th, to everybody's surprise in the mainstream media and uh, America, the guy being inaugurated is going to be Donald Trump and not Joe Biden. So I'm still believing. And then <laughs> and then January 20th happens and they look up there and it isn't Trump. It's it's Biden. Did that have an effect? Well, that yeah, that was honestly a bigger moment for them, even than January 6th in terms of because with January 6th, they thought, oh, well, you know, we almost got the storm, as you said. Right. Uh, and then on the 20th, I mean, they see Washington's flooded with soldiers. There's fences everywhere. And they think, hey, maybe this is going to be the big arrest. They're going to, you know, put all these politicians in the cages. And they didn't think, well, no. Because they think the military is on their side. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So they're ready for it. Um, And that was really a moment of doubt for them when Biden, because I mean, really up until, you know, he picked up the Bible and all that. I mean, they thought it was going down and they thought that the cops were, you know, the soldiers were going to swoop in. And when Biden got inaugurated, suddenly the mood just turned in these QAnon chat rooms I was in where suddenly they go, oh, hey, what's happening here? This guy's going to be the president. And, you know, someone said I I talked to said she wanted to throw up this QAnon believer. So, I mean, that was really uh, sort of a moment of doubt. But I think they bounced back from it. So help me God. (laughs) Was that that the end of the swearing in? (laughs) Ah, Jesus. You know, when when I was the senator, when uh, Trump was sworn in. And they put you on this platform, and I'm on one step up from Mike Lee and uh, Cassidy of Louisiana. And I say, um, when, when he says, so help me God, guys, I'm going to throw up on you. I'm just warning you. <laughs> and and uh, they enjoyed that joke and knew that I wouldn't do that. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, so now, now uh, Biden's in, and uh, there's some disillusionment. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, how much, and how many, how many are staying in, and how many? Also, are, are are there? They seem to be because Q is uh, on and off, and other people kind of substitute for him at, at a certain time. They seem to be they're breaking into factions, right? Yeah, I mean, it's there are a lot of divisions within QAnon, especially after Q left. I mean, it's sort of like you if suddenly there was no more pope, uh, and then suddenly you had these sort of rival bishops rising up to decide what you know what goes in the church. I mean, in a similar way, you have people like Lynn Wood, who's a this pro-Trump lawyer. You have Sidney Powell, Michael Flynn. They all kind of do this sort of QAnon dance and they're saying, oh, I have the secret knowledge, you know, just like you uh, or there uh, you have these kind of Internet people, uh, these, these YouTubers, stuff like that. And they're all kind of taking their own flocks and they, they fight with one another. I mean, there's this fascinating aspect where within QAnon, whoever you follow, that's a serious QAnon believer. But the other guys, those are the ridiculous ones out to make they're QAnon ridiculous. look bad. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, you know, these guys, these idiots think JFK Jr. is still alive. You know, 
know, oh, this is a CIA operation. Boy, oh boy, that was a good one. So <laughs> JFK Jr. faked his own death for what reason? There's there's logic to this. Remind me what the logic is. So the logic was. is that the, the deep state killed Kennedy in 1963. Jack Kennedy. So, yes, yes. And, okay. and JFK Jr., he said, ooh, you know, I'm not going to let the deep state do that to me and no. I'm going to get my revenge. Right. And so I'm going to fake my death right. in this plane crash mm-hmm. and then either become Q or help Trump in some other way. And then we're going to we're going to bring down the cabal in 2020. Okay, and then there was a moment where he was going to come to Dallas and, right? Then there was a gathering of the people who believe this. And couldn't you just, like, gather them up, all those people, and say, you're legally insane? (laughs) Honestly, I I think in a lot of cases, how you could. I'm sorry. We're going to get you help. And and if you don't want help, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> and and we're only it's only like a month and i'll tell you what at the end of the month if you're still like if you're fucking pissed at us we will give you money we'll give you enough money so that you won't you know but we're you have to go i don't know i don't know how you do these things but how many people went to dallas to see the jfk jr Come back. Maybe a, maybe uh, maybe a couple hundred. Okay. I think that's fair. <laughs> that would have been an interesting thing to try. I guess maybe that, it'd be hard. It'd be hard legally. Okay. So that didn't happen. Were those 200 discouraged or did they uh, come up with some other rationale? I mean, a lot of them, they were, they really were into it. I mean, they were wandering around Dallas. Couldn't someone just go, I'm JFK Jr.? Oh, and people do. I mean, not in that case, but certainly they do. Yeah. It would have been interesting if someone, I mean, remember how good looking he was. So it would have been hard to pull off, but it'd be interesting if a really good looking guy who looked like him worked out, worked out, worked out (laughs) 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 and was the exact right age and showed up. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't fit that bill, (laughs) but that would have been, ah, I hate the thing, the opportunities I missed. In life. Okay. That would have been Jesus Christ. Okay. So let me ask you <laughs> where it's going now? Because I mean, now we're facing the next election. They still believe Q. The basic essence of Q is that Trump's the guy. Trump's the guy, right? Right. I mean, they call him their God Emperor. Their right? God so, Emperor. I mean, he, he's the, the messianic figure at the heart of it. Yeah. What do they call him? Uh, G. Epotus or what? What? Yeah, Geotus. So yeah, the God Emperor of the United States. God uh, Geotus. Okay, so Geotus is still around, and he's <laughs> running, and he's running, and yes, not only is he running, but he just got these uh, charges against him. And if you're a QAnon person or a QAnon vulnerable <laughs> to QAnon person, you're going like, God, they're just going. The deep state is going after him. For what? What did he do? It's not even a federal crime or, or or it is a federal crime and it's not a state. And what I can't understand what the fuck the prosecutor is prosecuting on. This is just a pretext to go get him. Now I'm back. I'm back. Is that is, is that happen? Did that happen? Yeah. I mean, I, I think we're seeing it happen. You think, with, you um, think. Is there any noticeable, any uh, you know thing you can point to? That says is QAnon base is uh, activated by this. I mean, you know, when I look at the the QAnon rooms on uh, you know the QAnon chat rooms and on these these social media apps like Telegram or on Truth Social, I mean, they're they seem to be really uh, sort of revving up. I mean, this is a big thing for them. I mean, they love this kind of spy and and the deep state stuff. But you know, like I said, I mean, one of the bigger things is is that he keeps posting about QAnon himself on Truth Social, and so you know that's all they need to to think that it's going to happen. So now now he he is kind of more or less come out of the closet from the Savannah Guthrie interview where he pretended not to know anything about them. Or maybe he still would publicly if he was asked, right? But um, he's signaling to everybody, I know QAnon's right. And the storm's right. coming when I win. Yeah, I mean, he posts, it's crazy. He's, he's, he's posting these pictures that say, like, you know, I am the storm, or he's posting his pictures with a Q button. Uh, and so, that's you know, a hint is... that, that he's signaling them. 
<laughs> yeah, it's very, I mean, it, it really it used to be a lot, a little more subtle. Like he might retweet a guy using the QAnon slogan in a hashtag or something like that. But now he just comes out or yeah, you'd have to Because there was in. a time fairly early on where they just wouldn't let Q people in and told them to take their Q off. And they didn't want to be associated with Q because... Uh, for obvious reasons, because they're nuts. But now it's not all he's got, but it, they're a sizable, I guess. Uh, and we should, again, maybe I, I did this talk about the percentage of people, 15, 17% on some. And I don't know how many of those are just garden variety conspiracists and Jew haters and how many are are <laughs> uh, QAnon and how many people are just people who happen have believed that for quite a while because, you know, because uh, of their parents. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, we can look at a couple other polls. I mean, when people are asked, do you believe in QAnon? You know, it, it, straight up, they say, you know, three to seven percent. There's another one where when people are asked, um, you know, do you think this moment's going to come where Donald Trump is going to confront the deep state and arrest the world elites? Uh, that that, again, is is in, you know, 12, 15 percent. That's a good one. That sounds yeah, like that kind of breaks one. it out a little bit more. Yeah. OK, those those distinctions, I think, are, are somewhat important because it's hard to get an accuracy in polling on on anything. But that all those numbers are pretty scary. But uh, so your sense that since the indictment in Manhattan, there's been an uptick from what you've seen in enthusiasm for uh, back to the, uh, the the story they tell themselves. Yeah, I, I, I think that's exactly right. I think the you know, this is a QAnon loves sort of incorporating these current events into their their worldview. And certainly, you know, this sort of unprecedented uh, you know, raft of criminal charges, they, they, it has really revved them up. OK, uh, take the uh, Raffensperger tape. Uh, you know, I need you to get me eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes. And if you don't do that, uh, you and your lawyer could be in big trouble. You, you know, one thing I'm seeing a lot, uh, both in QAnon and more broadly uh, in talk radio, stuff like that, is the idea that that it's a very normal thing to call around and say, hey, can you get me a couple more votes? Uh, and so, you know, Mark Levin, for example, was just saying, oh, you know, th this happens all the time. Not a big deal. Really? Mm hmm. It'd be funny if he, you know, uh, Mark, could you produce one of those? I, I mean, it's crazy. That's oh, my God. Why am I shocked by anything? That, that's the thing that, that disturbs me is that I get easily shocked by so much. You know, you, you talk about who these people are. You know, we make fun of them uh, as well. We should, I guess. But a lot of them are just there's sadness. The woman who was trampled at January 6th seemed to be having a difficult life and had found something and then got trampled. But you say, you write in the book that these are people, a lot of, you know, who are these people? A lot of them feel very marginalized. And there's just a lot of people who feel marginalized and who there's a lot of that wears on you. Whereas a lot of people have some form of, I'm not, I don't want to say mental illness, but some people have depression or uh, terrible resentments or the view that they've been fucked over by the country, you know, you write <laughs> something interesting, which is that you think that these people would not be against things like universal daycare or an increase in minimum wage. Were you saying that or were you saying that if we did those things, there would be fewer of these th this resentment? I think in many ways, sort of the world they imagine after the, the QAnon storm, I mean, is, is a really left wing vision. I mean, I think I say in the book, it's the left of Bernie Sanders. Certainly. I mean, it's all debts are abolished. Uh, if you rent your house, suddenly you own it or you rent, you know, you own your apartment. Uh, I mean, it's, it's you know, we're going to okay, have well, that's uh, kind of crazy, too. <laughs> it is crazy. I mean, it's like I'm look, boy, I, you know, I believe in, you know, everybody should have health care and we don't I don't necessarily believe in single payer. I believe in uh, a public option. If you want to get into Medicaid, you can. And the more people who have health care, the better off everybody is. <laughs> and, and a lot of things we need. We need a universal pre-K so that people can leave their kids at school and, and uh, it, it should be paid for by the state like they do in Europe. 
And we can do this shit if we reform the way we do our taxes. And if people at the top pay their fair share. And if life were better. I mean, is there a QAnon in Norway? You know, it's interesting. I mean, QAnon has made its way to other countries and, and to what I think we, we would think of as, as sort of nicer countries in terms of their social safety net. Uh, there's there's a, a sizable QAnon group in, in France, in Germany, where they were just well, we trying know. to do a coup. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's the surprise. France and exactly. Germany. I was talking about Norway and Sweden <laughs> and Denmark. <laughs> um, there, there's been some sightings of, of QAnon activity in Finland of all places so mm-hmm. they're uh in japan and so you know certainly nothing i i will say i i don't think it's anything like the the, the amount of QAnon we have here i wish i could do a finnish accent but <laughs> yeah know, who would even know i guess i yeah. don't know but the elites here <laughs> are giving us too much uh, social safety net <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how big their social safety net is in Finland. That could be the most off impression in two ways of any impression I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I feel like we were both sort of working. We, we didn't have a ton of background material to work on there. No, we should be more prepared. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break for a moment. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. So Tom Hanks, uh, they think he uh, he should go to Guantanamo, right? When did they decide that? Where, where did that arbitrary choice come in? Right, yeah. So Tom Hanks, they think of him as sort of the the, the king of the uh, the Hollywood pedophiles and blood drinkers. Uh, there are a couple reasons. Okay, why? He got, he, why? Sh- sure. So he got lumped in for a couple things. Um, number one, you may remember he was sort of the first big deal celebrity in the U.S. to get COVID, wow. and so. When that happened, they said, oh, well, maybe Q got COVID into the adrenochrome supply to get back at the elites. And so when he drank that, you know, his adrenochrome batch for that day, that's how he got it. Did anyone go like, there's other alternatives? (laughs) (laughs) He got COVID. (laughs) Uh, They they did not. And the the other aspect is there was this guy. I would have loved to see that argument. Well, have you have you thought that maybe he just got COVID from someone else while he was working on the Elvis movie? <laughs> no, he got it from the blood of the kids down in Australia where he was making the movie. Okay, okay. But I think it's just as likely. <laughs> if they don't have that kind of reasonable conversations, do they? No, I mean, the whole thing is it, it, it is so often just resistance to Occam's razor and sort of thinking, well, you know, I mean, this is relatively straightforward. That would be a funny movie is uh, to do QAnon, but only with people having reasonable conversations like that. <laughs> I mean, a lot of times they are like and that. I mean, just they just coming of, you know, to these insane in conclusions. But it's like, no, no, I think it really it, it, it has to be that COVID was made up by who do they think made up COVID? I, I, I think Fauci. <laughs> Fauci. <laughs> that is the only logical. And he didn't they get mad at, at Trump for not taking uh, hydroxychloroquine at, when he was. Uh, at Walter Reed, somehow that got out that he didn't take it, and they were pissed at him. 
Yes. I mean, that was that was a big deal because they were they were so deep into hydroxychloroquine and I, I, ivermectin. And then when, as you said, it came out that his regimen didn't include either of those drugs. I mean, it was like, well, you know, wh- what's this about? But then, you know, they, they, they love him so much that they think of, well, maybe he's faking the COVID thing. And that's why he didn't have to take it. Stuff like that. Oh, God. What what happened to us as a country? Um, <laughs> this is, and this is going to continue in other forms, not just QAnon, but I mean, you say this also at the end, end of the book that this is part of America that's just going to continue. And how much of this, of course, of course, of course, social media. I mean, you talk a lot about Facebook in this, and Facebook really encouraged people, really sent this stuff to people to keep them engaged and keep them on. That's one of my big beefs with the social media companies, which is they have these algorithms. And then when they send the stuff to people, they go like, we don't know what we're sending. No, 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 no. Your algorithms know more about everybody who's on Facebook than they know about themselves. And their algorithms know what you are going to is going to appeal to you, what's going to get you engaged and keep you engaged and turn you toward the material that's going to continue to engage you, which is going to get more and more weird. radical. That's right, right? Oh, yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, all these social media companies, uh, you know, in in the case of Facebook, uh, they had this internal study where someone made an account and just favorited Melania Trump and Donald Trump's pages. And suddenly Facebook started saying, oh, man, well, I mean, maybe maybe it's not wrong, but the algorithm started saying, well, you know, if you like Trump, you're going to love QAnon. And so really starting to push them towards it. Exactly. And that it was that's that's wrong and evil and dangerous. And and you kind of wonder how. Do you control that? And, you know, there's a section 230. You, do you know what I'm talking about there? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's the section 230 was basically put in in the what the Internet Decency Act, like in 1995 or something. And it was basically say these platforms should put out anything on the platform is they're They're not a, uh, a publisher. They're just a platform. So they can, you, no one can go after them for stuff they put on the platform because they're not publishing it. It's a platform. And this is going to increase the this First Amendment stuff. And so everything will get out there. In the meantime, you've had a genocide in Myanmar because of this. And I don't know what the, what the solution is, because if you say these platforms have to take off anything that could lead to this, then... To be safe, they'll just take off anything, I guess, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a really complex question. I mean, certainly when, for example, they kicked QAnon people off of Twitter or, or YouTube, I mean, you definitely saw a decrease, I think, in QAnon recruitment and in the case of Twitter, their ability to harass whatever celebrity they thought that day was drinking children's blood. Uh, you know, at the same time... I, that was their choice. That was their choice. Yes. In other words, the government didn't make them do it. And also, I think Republicans in Congress aren't going to write any law that would affect this because this uh, works to their advantage. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I think it's difficult to imagine Republicans, you know, allowing anything that, you know, would would say they would say, oh, you can't promote Infowars or whatever. I mean, where you would draw the line there. Oh, speaking of Infowars, he was he was on board for a while, wasn't he? What a dick. Yeah, he promote. He oh was one of the QAnon's first big, big promoters, and then he sort of tried to seize control of it. And then Q said, uh, "You know, oh, don't trust Alex Jones." And then they they turned on each other. Huh? Don't trust Alex Jones. It's not bad advice. <laughs> I liked when when uh, Kanye went on Infowars and started talking about uh, loving Nazis, and I love the fact that he made Alex Jones feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Alex Jones would say, you know, well, maybe you want to rephrase what you said about Hitler. Surely you don't actually mean you love Hitler. And he'd say, oh, no, I love Hitler. Yeah. And you just I was like, it was a great moment. It's like Alex Jones feeling a little uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. That was a moment. Uh, God. And then he got in in a war with QAnon or something. 
Yes, because Q accused him of being a, an agent of the deep state himself. And then he said, no, I think you're deep state, Q. You know, you're, uh, you're a, deep all, state. <laughs> That's a good New Yorker cartoon. <laughs> it's it's like uh, six-year-olds or eight-year-olds on a playground. No, <laughs> you're deep state. <laughs> I think there's something there. My dad says you're deep state. No. <laughs> My mom says your deep state. There I go. Something came out of this podcast. Um, let's see. So, oh, Sydney Powell gets uh, involved. She's looking good now, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So she she becomes sort of obviously she's a hero to the Q people. I mean, you know, she was at the famous press conference where Rudy had all the you know the the eye makeup flooding down his face. It wasn't eye makeup, and it wasn't hair dye. It was some kind of. Uh, I actually researched this a little bit. It was some kind of thing he just put on his hair to make it darker, but it wasn't hair dye. And so it was subject to this kind of running, <laughs> and, which the, the, the thing that I never hear people comment on, you know, they comment on that and how ridiculous it looks. What I've never heard commented on is I think it's the first time in history that's ever happened. Have you ever seen that before? No, I never have. Okay. So beyond the fact that it looks ridiculous and it's hilarious. And they're lying through their teeth. It's the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> I, I just love that. Okay, so we've covered uh, JFK Jr. I'm pretty sure he's gone. Did we do Pizzagate? No, not really. Okay, so Pizzagate is sort of the first. Uh, this is after the 2016 election. And it's been flying around that there is a, um, I think people know this, that uh, at this Comet Ping Pong, which I've been to, and it's great. Yeah. And uh, they have ping pong there for kids to play, and they have pizza. And they don't have a basement. But supposedly, there's a basement down there where they, uh, you know, torture kids to make this adrenochrome. So this idiot drives in from where? Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina in a truck, I guess. Well, I think that's right. Yeah. And uh, comes to uh, save the children. How many shots does he fire? I'm not sure exactly. A couple. Which is weird. Who's he? What, what's he firing at? Anyway. I think he was trying to blow the lock off a door. Oh, okay. He was like, oh, this probably leads to the basement. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. That's bad. It's not shooting at someone. Yes. So how long is he in, in, in prison for? Well, he's out now. So he's out. He, got a, he got a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, he, he was obviously, has he said, Oi, was I an idiot? Well, as he, you know, as he was being dragged away by the cops, he said, I guess my intel wasn't 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess my intel wasn't 100%. And, That's a good way to put it. Uh, he it doesn't seem like he was former army intelligence so he's just a guy his intel wasn't 100 percent correct but it'd be interesting to see if his views have changed about uh the whole the the, the basic outline of things <laughs> yeah well it, it, i know reporters that have gone down to north carolina and tried to get him but unfortunately he won't comment on it but uh but yeah certainly i mean it, that's uh, probably smart he's just gonna piss yeah. somebody off you know just yeah. let him live his life. He made a he made a mistake. People make mistakes. His in, he he just didn't get his intel right. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, tell me your thoughts about where this is going, where where it's been, and where it's going in terms of um, just the arc of this first this election uh, coming out, this presidential coming up, and then. Just the future of the country post that. Yeah, I'm not asking you to predict the future. I'm just asking sure. you to say what your fears are, what your thoughts are, what your hopes are, maybe. 
Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think in in terms of the election, I think we're going to see a, a resurgence uh, of these these conspiracy theories, whether it's under the QAnon banner or, um, you know, I, I think this movement in the past, is, as we were just talking about, I mean, it's Pizzagate was sort of a precursor to QAnon. Then after the shooting, it became kind of toxic to be a Pizzagate person anymore. There were lawsuits, all this kind of stuff. And then it went underground for about a year and reemerged as QAnon. And so I think the QAnon branding has been pretty tarnished. I think the, the average person now knows that that is a ridiculous thing. So Q said, well, don't call yourself a QAnon person anymore, but you can keep talking about the adrenochrome. And so I think that stuff is going to be with us for a while. And, um, you know, it, it'll, I think, have a resurgence in the election. But maybe the good news is that uh, a lot of these QAnon people are, are losing elections. We, we've got Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course. But um, in 2022, uh, one of the JFK Jr. guys uh, organized a, a coalition of candidates to run for Secretary of State in battleground states. And they won the Republican nominations in a lot of states, but they, great, they were all great. defeated in, in the general. Isn't so that great? that's a bit that, of good news. That, 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 that was a very good sign that all those election denier secretaries of state, I, not all of my guests all over the country, but the ones in the battleground states, boom, 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 boom. Wait, and people mm-hmm. did not like that. My wife said this uh, the, the day after the election. People just said, stop it. And it's just, you can say stop it. And they still took the House and they still have QAnon people in, in the House, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobart. Uh, any other QAnons in there? Th- those are like the big believers. I mean, some of them, uh, Louis Gohmert, for, for one, uh, went to a QAnon convention, uh, the, the one I got bounced out of. But, but certainly in, in terms of the ones who have like really supported QAnon, it's those two. Yeah, Taylor Green just this at at the day Trump was indicted started the pedophile stuff again. Oh yeah, I mean she was she was deep deep in it. I mean she was you know obviously we all know she was talking about the space lasers and she was like very much a, a big QAnon person. Yeah, space lasers though isn't is that part of QAnon? Yeah, that it's it, Jewish bankers, I guess. It's it's part of QAnon, and then you know you can believe it even if you're not into QAnon. Is it, the idea is sort of that um, all these wildfires are not global warming or anything like that, but it's it's satellites that are are setting these fires to to make us all think global warming's a real thing. Yeah, that was the Rothschilds, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the irony of that. It was Soros who did that. <laughs> yeah, p- people got that one all wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know, come on, if you're gonna get the Jewish banker, get the Jewish <laughs> banker right. I think that she should have been denied her committee assignment because of that. This is going to continue, but is it going to grow through the campaign? Is it going to be a factor in this campaign, a big factor in this campaign? Certainly. I think in the primary, I mean, it's super interesting to me that, that Trump seems to be gearing up to smear DeSantis as a pedophile. He's posting these pictures of DeSantis partying with underage girls and saying, you know, oh, oh, our beloved Ron couldn't be right. Uh, you know, which sort of seems like a lo- laying a lo- the groundwork for kind of a QAnoning of. DeSantis. Aren't there aren't there just loads of pictures with him with Epstein <laughs> with, uh, with Trump with Epstein? I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ! I don't know if that's going to work. But, but that's what Al, you, you need to understand that he was going undercover. I mean, that's what the QAnon people think is that he was going undercover to blow the lid on Epstein at the time. Yeah, it's funny how he didn't blow the. <laughs> he he was waiting just one more piece of evidence. So, um, sorry, I just this to me is solidified support around Trump. You even have like uh, Republican, you know, office holders who have gotten themselves to say something at least skeptical. <laughs> Trump in the last few months, uh, you know, mildly (laughs) now get angry at at these charges. And I I just have the feeling that this is no doubt helping Trump, you know, last in in, in 16, it was all these Republicans running uh, for, you know, 10 or 11 Republicans and all of them saying, I'm not going to attack. I'm not going to attack Trump. Trump ain't getting the nomination. He's Trump. I want to be the guy who comes in second. I want to be the guy who inherits Trump's people. And uh, it feels like uh, that might be happening again. And then, you know, that's not a large percentage of the American people anymore, as, as large. But Jesus, anything can happen. And then if, God forbid, he should be elected in 24, it's all, I just, it's all over, right? 
I would say so. I mean, I I, I think his people, um, you know, we've seen this reporting that they, they, the people around him think they've learned a lot about purging the so-called deep state, all that. One thing I think is interesting is how cowed Ron DeSantis has been after the after these indictments came out, where initially he said, well, you know, I don't know. It's probably not great to be paying off a porn star for hush money. You know, I'm not in that situation. Then when it became more serious and he got this Republican backlash, he said, all right, well, we just won't extradite him. We'll do a constitutional crisis and all this. And then, you know, obviously Trump avoided that. But I mean, I think if Trump's reelected, I think, uh, you know, it's yeah, it's not great. I mean, I think they have big plans. They, They call it knowing what time it is, which is sort of like parentheses, you know, time to institute a dictatorship. Yeah, I like that. There, there are uh, code words or code phrases that they use a lot. Can you recall one or two that are mean, mean something really scary? Sure. Well, I mean, in, in the case of QAnon, I mean, you know, like what, like I said, when they talk about the storm, I mean, they're really talking about, uh, you know, executing all of his enemies. I mean, they talk about uh, their big slogan is where we go one, we go all. And so you'll see that. And there's sort of this plausible deniability where, uh, you know, in the case of the storm, Alan West, the the chair of the Texas GOP sure, yeah. said, OK, we're making the party slogan. We are the storm. And then you say, oh, so you mean like the QAnon thing? And he goes, oh, no, not like that at all. Yeah, we're not very imaginative. So we're <laughs> going to copy it. <laughs> yes, yes. But it's not the same thing. Oh, and everyone goes, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) What is, well, um, okay, they're around and uh, probably building again. They go up and down, right? They're, They're kind of up and down. They do. And, and you know, it's, it, for example, after the w- when the pandemic started, they really surged back because, you know, suddenly this was a like, oh, thing. I mean, uh, yes. COVID, COVID, COVID. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With, with the pandemic, they, they sort of surged up because all these people were, were they needed answers and they found QAnon um, or after Jeffrey Epstein died. You know, that was a big recruitment moment for them. So whenever there's kind of a big, weird thing in the news, that ends up being a big, big moment for QAnon. Also, they're very anti-mask because. Uh, members of the elites could hide themselves well they could traffic children with that because they would say if it, if a child's wearing a mask you know you won't be able to see that they're saying i'm being trafficked rescue me i don't know that makes a lot of sense <laughs> makes a lot of sense gee thanks um <laughs> uh will thank you uh this this has been uh, more fun than i thought when i went in i just went oh god this is so disturbing. <laughs> this is really disturbing. Uh, but it's, uh, if you take it right, it's, it's good stuff to know. Uh, it can be disturbing, but it can be, uh, if you have a dark sense of humor, folks, this is the book for you. <laughs> uh, thanks, Will. Um, stay safe. You thanks, know. Al. Well, I I hope you enjoyed uh, listening. That beautiful music is by Leo Kotke, the great Leo Kotke. I want to thank Peter Ogburn for producing this podcast. We'll talk again next week. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Al Franken podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember remix and reimagine for the kids in your life today join me dj and my trusty turntable baby scratch as we spin up new tales in the new kids and family podcast once upon a beat wondry and tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet it's once upon a beat follow once upon a beat on the wondry app or wherever you get your podcast you can listen to once upon a beat early and ad free right now by joining wondry plus in the wondry app or wondry kids plus in apple Podcasts. once upon a beat 
The early 2000s was a wild time for reality TV. There seemed to be an endless supply of shows that delivered entertainment for us, but trauma for children. I'm Misha Brown, the host of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop. Each week on The Big Flop, comedians join me to chronicle the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? We recently looked behind the scenes of what was really going on at Abby Lee Miller's dance studio. Abby's biggest misstep wasn't screaming nonsensical catchphrases or throwing chairs on television, but instead, she was choreographing financial fraud in plain sight. Join me to break down all the wild details of Abby Lee Miller's story. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Big Flop early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.